to Down to the Nub Live, a weekly show focusing on premium cigars and good times. With industry leaders, interviews, giveaways, and more, here are your hosts, Cigar Show Tim and Cigar Mechanic Brandon Wells. Let's get it started. What's going on, everybody? Happy Sunday, and Brandon's rocking out in the background. Oh, was a delay. If, if there was a way we could record what happens, I think people would – it would be like blooper reels, but it would just be like the behind the scenes. It would just be hilarious. Yeah. But yeah. happy Sunday, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Welcome to Down to the Nub Live on Sunday. This is technically episode 21, and we have got a fun, fun, cool guest today. But let's uh, let's start with how we're doing. What's up, Brandon? How you been? Bro, I am doing amazing. You know what? It's actually been a nice, cool, like 104 degrees out here recently. So nice. uh, we're, we're nice and cool. I enjoying the weather. Been uh, traveling around today, getting some stuff done. But uh, man, I'm doing I'm doing amazing. How about yourself, brother? I am doing well. It's been crazy busy with the house, and I feel like I say that every single week. But it's it's been busy. We had the final inspection today, and uh, yes. we're, we're all set to rock and roll. And we should close the latest the 31st uh and be done then but uh we may close a little bit sooner so by the end of this week i will not be a homeowner currently and uh, i'll be living with my in-laws but it's going to be a great opportunity to um give us what we need to go and look and find a place and find the place that's right for us and where god wants us to be and not rush into a house and just jump into something but things are good i mean we're we're literally 90 percent moved out of our house we spent all day yesterday or most of the day yesterday getting stuff packed up and taking care of all that and getting putting it all in storage and blah 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 and moving around and all that stuff but but it's it's a good thing because it's it's a positive next chapter in in what's going on with uh, you know, Aaron and I and our our boys and the family life. And so we're excited. Things yeah. are good. Things are busy, but things are good. Dude, that's awesome, man. We got Quakes 30 on here was first to show up. We got Michael nice. Wells from Little Guy Cigar Shop. He's on here. Tyler Garcia, man, does some amazing metal work. He's on here. Travis Accord. We were rap- I was rapping with him till like one o'clock in the morning uh, this morning, dude. We were online nice. having a little, our own little herf bros. Awesome. Kevin's on here. Uh, Quake's jumping on again, even though he was first. Got to jump on and say, what's up, everyone? JT Baker, good evening, sir. Um, then everybody's chatting between each other here, having a good time. Cat's on here. Good day, Brandon and Tim. And hey, everyone. What's up? <laughs> That's how I hear Cat. Hey, everyone. everyone. There you go. <laughs> dude, uh, but no, it, it, dude, I, I love seeing everybody jumping on here. And real quick, if you've not yet done so, which I'm pretty sure everybody I just read off has done so because they're amazing, supportive individuals. But make sure that you're subscribed. Make sure that you're ringing that bell because it does something for someone. Uh, but I think it notifies you of something going on in the world, uh, most likely when we go live. Um, but, yeah, jump on, guys. Make sure you guys are subscribed and sharing this because, well, this is pretty cool. We have fun. And you should yeah. have fun with us. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that's, how, that's how the world goes around is we all have fun. We entertain each other. We laugh at each other. And we smoke good cigars. Yeah, look at JT here, man. What up, little fella, to Michael Wells? <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. He's a, I mean little guy. It's the same thing, JT. It's little guy, little fella. Michael answers to all of them. Uh, he, answers, love the- he answers to hey, you, and I call him up. So it's just like, hey, you. <laughs> hey, what's up? What's up, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just like, what's up, short stuff? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I freaking love it, man. Hey, uh, Anthony's just jumping on as well. Late but here. 
Listen, Anthony, when, when you're late, uh, we get people to come on at like the hour 20 mark and they say the same thing. So we appreciate you getting on right at the beginning here, brother. Yes, 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 yes. JT's getting laughed at. There we go, man. Um, hey, listen, dude, what are you puffing on today? Uh, I am puffing on a, a uh, bandless budget stick today. Uh, it was one of the things where I'm looking through, rifling through, and realizing that I, I needed a crown head and didn't with all the move. I was going to go a couple days ago, and, well, <laughs> the move happened. Um, but I'm, I'm puffing on the uh, um, the budget stick that is made by um, Las Lavas Tabacalera and uh, enjoying it quite a bit. Nice, dude. Nice, nice. Yeah, I got myself a uh, – I was digging through the humidor looking for some crown heads because obviously we've got uh, crown heads as a guest uh -huh. this evening, which is super exciting. Uh, but, dude, I was digging through it, and I found three boxes that I had hidden in the humidor of the single-action Lanceros that I believe were from 2015. So they're not uh, very good at all. No, they're terrible. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, if, if I had some to share, which I only have three boxes of them, so I don't have any to share. I apologize. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony says he liked and he shared it. Michael Wells says, is that one of those J.D. Howard Lanceros? Michael Wells is like the freaking genius when it comes Man. to cigars. I'll tell you, that guy's on fire, bro. He and Drew are like two peas in a pod. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Martin's hopping in for a minute, currently reviewing the Dojo Dogma Sun Girl. What's up, Martin? Welcome nice. to the show, brother. We appreciate the support, man. Another reviewer out there. Uh, Joseph. Hey, everyone. Hey, you guys. Um, <laughs> Brittany Accords on here as well. What up, guys? What's going on, Brittany? I was on dude. It was so awesome last night sitting with Brittany and uh, Travis and Michael and uh, James. Uh, James out in uh, Germany. So we were sitting there till you know, of course, it's 1 o'clock for us. For them, it's like I don't know, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> for James, it's like 8 in the morning. <laughs> I know, right? It's 10 a.m. I just finished breakfast. Yeah, yeah. His neighbor's yelling at him because they're like, they didn't want to wake up as early as they woke up and – he showed us his little skateboard car that he drives, and it's got eyelashes on it. It's really cute. That's awesome. <laughs> so, well, well, listen, man, let's let, get uh, let's get yeah. the guest in here because I want to fire this off. I know you guys have tons of questions, and guys, listen, uh, you know, as always, every week you guys are so great about asking tons of questions and sharing your comments with our guests. And this is your opportunity to find out everything you want to know about Crown Heads and more. Find out everything you want to know about Miguel Schoto, which is. I want to say has quickly become a friend of mine. I haven't known him as long as I feel like I've known him, but we've had some amazing conversation. Uh, he's a brother in Christ with us. Uh, mm -hmm. I absolutely love this gentleman. He's an integritous individual. He's the national sales director for Crown Head Cigars. And without further ado, let's get my man, Miguel Shuttle in here. You got that, Tim? I do. Kablink. Blink. What's what up, up brother? What's up, gentlemen? I got to say, your intro to your show, I feel like I was going to be in, in a nightclub or something, man. I was like <laughs> pounding. I started, I wanted to get like the little glow lights. I mean, I was I was ready. Man, incredible. Yeah. I've been out yeah, a I saw you. I, I saw you taking your shirt off, dude, and I was like, whoa, 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 yeah, it's whoa, not whoa, that whoa. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been on a lot of shows, and no one's had an intro like that. That is that is quite impressive, gentlemen. Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say thank you because I had fun creating it. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Very yeah, nice. That was, all, that was all him. That was, that was all this man right here. We yeah, Us three are in the shine, sunny, sunny states, as I should say. We're Arizona, uh, and then you got California, and then me and Florida. We're just like three rays of sunshine today, gentlemen. There you go. Yeah. yeah. How's the weather out there right now? I know you guys are humid. 
Well, um, I was actually nervous. I thought I was going to have to do this indoors. Uh, we had a massive rain pour, but it's beautiful. Oh. The sun is out. You shouldn't probably go run any marathons in this hot weather, but it's nice Ooh. outside. Yeah, no. I, nice. No. Yeah. Marathons, nice. just just to start with, marathons should never be run, but that's just my take on it. I <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a runner <laughs> at all. Now, I'll go ride my bicycle 100 miles and ride a century, but you asked me to run five miles? No, sorry. Give me my bicycle. <laughs> I'm a jogger. I'm a jogger. I like to jog. There you go. Yeah, I'm a curler. I like to take my cigar and curl it up to my lips and take a nice. puff and put it away, nice. man. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not a runner. I'm not a jogger. <laughs> I just this this is my exercise. Very nice. Very nice. Well, you, I think, Brand, I think you you stay in pretty good shape. Uh, last time I saw you look good, brother. I appreciate it, man. I, I was blessed with good genes, and uh, that's about it. So. <laughs> I really, you know, I mean, I guess part of it is like, you know, guys like, like Tim and I, you know, we're always doing something. I mean, there's, there's mornings that all, it'll be one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Hey Tim, you still up? And he's like, yeah, bro, still working on this, doing this to the house or building this or, so we're always moving around. And I think that's what helps. You yeah, know, I don't, yeah. I don't go to gym or run on treadmills and nothing, dude. It's yeah. Because, you know, we're, we're in the cigar game, so it's not like, you know, we're, you got to keep yourself busy. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it's not like I got to stay pretty, man. I mean, it's you know, I, I try, but uh, you know, I, I see my competition out there, and uh, <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> there you go, there you go, there you go. I love it. I love Wave it. Wave the white flag of surrender and just say I'm okay with how I am, and that works. <laughs> Bro, I mean, after 20 years of marriage, man, and then looking at the competition in the cigar world, I'm like, I got this. I feel you, brother. I'm coming up on 18 this December, so 18 years of the same woman. Bro, Very congratulations, nice. man. Awesome. Thank That's you, guys. Nice. Thank yeah. you. What a blessing, right? Never the same cigars, but always the same woman. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, well, first of all, thank you guys for having me on the show. Absolutely. Uh, I've had a crazy two weeks. We did this trade show, uh, what, we call, what we're calling the road show trade show, kind of mini trade shows. We did them all over the country from Connecticut to Naples to Chicago, to LA, to Houston, all over in between. Mm -hmm. And um, I got home yesterday about one o'clock because I was on the road two weeks straight. And I wow. was um, I was beat, man. I was really, really beat. And I was a little worried about today, but I feel good. And uh, I'm just happy to be on your guys' show, man. I really appreciate the, uh, the support and the love, man. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the road show and, and what went into it. Cause I know that a lot of people that are watching here, all of our tens of watchers, as we say, um, I'm sure that's one thing that they would love to get from your perspective with crown heads is, is how did it go? What went into it? And just sort of a, a quick rundown of what the show consisted of. Well, it was for uh, retailers. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it wasn't for consumers. It was for retailers. And it was kind of our way to replace you can't really replace, but it was our way to kind of fill the void of PCA being canceled this year because of COVID. And so it was our way to reach out to retailers to be face to face again. We did the social distancing. There were masks available. There was a lot of we did all the right things mm -hmm. and um, really Rocky, Day Bullock and uh, Nish. Patel were really the ones that kind of drove it. And the four companies that were involved were Rocky Patel, Alec Bradley, Oliva and Crown Heads. And we're really four very different companies, um, very, very different companies. And But what happened was we're all big supporters of the PCA. We love the PCA. We support the PCA. Um, there's a lot of us sit on the boards of PCA. 
and we we really wanted to do something for the retailers, right? These, I mean, look, the retail every year. You guys know TPE now, TAA, TAA is only so many accounts, but PCA is that time where everyone can come together, and right. we have a great time. We bond over our our industry, and regardless of of you know your view on PCA, the fact is that get together every year. Mm-hmm. It's a great bonding experience for our industry. You know, our industry is really not that big. I think a lot of people sometimes think our industry is much bigger than it really is, and it isn't. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important that we can all get under one roof, usually at the Sands Expo Center in Vegas. So when that wasn't able to happen, um, you know, Nish and, and Dave Bullock came together and said, let's do something and let's invite our friends. So, look, we put out money. It costs money to do these things. It was very successful. The retailers got to see the new products. They got to order. They got some great deals. And over the next uh, month to the end of the year, you're going to see a lot of great products coming out from those four companies. Us at Crown Heads, um, you know, we, we debuted a couple of new brands, a couple of new blends, and um, it was very successful. And it was a way for us to connect with the consumers and uh, and hopefully they take it back, uh, the retailers, and hopefully they'll take it back to their consumers or their customers and share right. that enthusiasm, share those new products and let them know what's coming down the line. So it was it was good. It was a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. You know what PCA reminds me of, man, is it's kind of like going to church camp almost. You know, it's like you 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 go to camp, you you're up all night, right? You're getting up early, you're you're eating whatever's kind of in front of you. I mean, obviously without the drinking part of you know camp, but like you know, you're doing all this stuff and you're you're getting fired up, right? You're building those relationships, you're shaking hands, you're giving hugs, like it's the whole family camaraderie thing. You come back and you're like you're you know, church camp, you come back, you're on fire for God, right? And you're like, yeah, here we go. And then like, how do you get that out to the rest of the family? You know, how do you, how do you express that to the people that are around you? And that's the job the retailers have now is going, man, I'm fired up. I got to meet all these people, got to see all the great products. Like I got to put in my orders. Now, how do I get this energy and put it into my consumers and into my shop and into my, you know, employees? And how do we get fired up about that? And hopefully this is that for you. That, that's exact. That's a great explanation, man. It, it is because it, it, when I take my sales guys down to Central America and Nicaragua or somewhere, the Dominican, they come back on fire for the brand, right? Yeah. And PCA is that same way. PCA, all of us go there, retailers, manufacturers, and we come back, we're gun-ho, we're excited. So, how, yeah, how do you recreate that? And I don't know right. if you can recreate that, but what we did, I think, was, was pretty darn close. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of retailers were very thankful for it. We're very excited about it, and um, uh, you know they're able to bring back samples to their employees. They're able to bring back some literature, and so it was a lot of fun. I realize that a lot of companies are going to have to do kind of a virtual trade show, um, and that's something that we thought about as well. There's, that's if that's going to be the way you got to do it, then that's the way you got to do it. But we thought in physical, physical is the best way to do it. So if you if you have to do the Zoom presentations, do it right as a manufacturer. Right. But we were able to put this together, and I'm very excited that we did, man. And and um, I tell you that the feedback was overwhelmingly positive. And look, we're living in the COVID world right now, right? We tried everything we could to make sure that people were safe, yeah. and and it was uh, we followed all these rules, all these you know regulations, and really tried our best to make it uh, successful for people, and they felt very safe, you know. Yeah. Real quick, Drew Godding jumps in and says, "What's up, Miguel? I know you know Drew from Fox." And uh, he says, what's up, brother? What's up, man? I love Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he's on my team now. Oh, he's on your team. 
Yeah, dude, he's uh, he's one of my uh, sub reps, dude. He's working for me, covering all of Colorado, New Mexico. He's got half of Arizona. He's got Utah nice. and South Dakota, Nebraska. Nice. He's kicking ass, dude. He's doing great, man. That's a great so. part of the country right there, too. That's a beautiful part of the country. And especially for him, dude, he's a biker, he's a hiker, oh, yeah. he's a camper. Like He likes to go out, and he'll find a campsite and just pop a tent up for the night and then go out and hit the sails the next day, you know, and it's like – yeah, him and Watman are very similar in that way. Nice. They both just like love to be out. So it's perfect, man. Saves on hotel, right? <laughs> Absolutely, brother. Absolutely, man. You know, it was funny. I I, uh, I, I saw a Winnebago driving uh, when I was driving home from the airport, and I thought, man, maybe one day I'll just – I should rent one of those things and just tour the country, man. Yeah. Bring the wife fun. and kids. You know, like the, like the Partridge family. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Car, hey. Having fun. There you go. There if you, you ever go. do it, you got a free campsite here in my backyard, bro. You can be welcome to park it here for the night or two nights, whatever you want to stay in AZ, man. Well, your backyard's great because you got chickens, you got a pool, you got mechanic shit. I mean, your stuff. You could do anything you want in your backyard, man. <laughs> you can I, say shit. I can, I, can, I can get an oil change at your house, take a dip in the pool, yep. get some fresh eggs, man. Your backyard is 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 great. And if it's hot, we got this. Yeah, if it's hot, we got the cigar lounge. There you go. There you go. <laughs> with, with, a, with a jukebox that is really a humidor. Yes. Yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> not everybody knows that. And then JT Baker's on here. He seems confused that we're not supposed to drink at church camp. Uh, Just drink the Kool Aid. Just drink the Kool Aid. Yeah. That's it. That's how we're drinking. Or no, no. If we want to take it back, drink the orange tang. There you go. That's the one. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> juice, man. Jesus juice, brother. Look, I got, there my, go. I got my Jesus. There it is. There's there Jesus. Right there. right I thought there. maybe that was one of your rollers or something. I didn't no, know that. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus saves. There you go. Look at that. Jesus saves, baby. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, last, time, last time I was at a camp for uh, uh, we were at a men's retreat. I actually brought a bottle of really good bourbon. And so at the end of the night, we would sit out. I, I made a little cigar lounge. I brought a portable electric fireplace and a couple chairs, and we sat there and smoked cigars and had a little nip of bourbon, man, and you know, capped out the night that way. I've had some incredible um, kind of Bible studies, uh, discussions and things over cigars with, with, with preachers, with heads yeah. of church. There's a lot of guys that enjoy cigars uh, oh, yeah. all walks of life. So, yeah, mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah, now you got everybody wanting to know about my radio, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you come out and visit me and you get the opportunity to sit with me and we're in the Cigar Mechanic Lounge, uh, I will show you the the, the hidden humidor. Those so, who know, know. That's yeah, it's right. Kind of, it's kind of like, uh, you know, in, in Wizard of Oz, you're kind of the, uh, you're Oz, right? And and you have you show them behind the curtain. You know what I mean? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. What are you smoking right now? I'm actually smoking the Mil Dias. This is a factory band. It's not the finished band. This is our new release that was supposed to be released at PCA. Um, I will tell you, look, every year you come out with, every company comes out with a cigar every year and says, this is our best cigar, this is our best cigar. I will tell you, this thing is um, is really impressive. And the way it was mm. put together, I think, is what's very impressive. So if you guys ever, if you guys want to get into that, we can get into that. But Mil Dias is going to be something, I think, that takes Crown Heads to a whole nother level, in my opinion. Well, let's get into it, man. Tell me let's about do it. it. 
Yeah. So, so we, we've teamed up with Tobacco Letter Pichardo. Tobacco Letter Pichardo, Irradio Pichardo is his name. He's from Cuba. He worked at the Portagas factory. He worked on the Series D and the Series E. Uh, after he left Cuba, he went to Nicaragua, and he opened a little factory called Hatue. Hatue was the uh, leader of the Tainos in Cuba. He was a, he was yeah. a chieftain. And so he's made cigars for, for Brazil, for um, Europe and Canada for many, many years. And then a buddy of mine, Luciano Morales, who's from uh, from Brazil, uh, he teamed up with him, and they expanded the factory, bought a new factory, and they named it Tobacco Letter Pichardo after Iradio. And uh, they've made cigars for several manufacturers in Nicaragua. There's a lot of factories there that will go to them and say, hey, look, we don't have enough production floor for this brand. Can you please produce it for us? So they'll bring the tobacco, and they'll do it all. And so a few years ago, they started stacking tobacco to launch their own line, which is Ace Prime. Mm -hmm. People get a chance. Google Ace Prime Cigars. We um, obviously Pichardo and Iradio are friends of mine. So um, Pichardo and, and Luciano were friends. So I made the introduction three years ago to John Huber and Mike Condor, owners of Crown Heads. And they hit it off, became great friends. And next thing you know, um, they said, we want to make a cigar for you. So we started working on blends. We were working on this cigar three years ago. The reason it's called Mil Dias. Mil in Spanish is a thousand. Dias is day. So a thousand days, almost three years. Um, mm -hmm. But since then, it wasn't a blend that we worked on straight for three years. It was a blend that we worked on, sat on it, worked on something else, sat on it, worked on it, you know. And then as new tobaccos that they were able to get their hands on, uh, Peruvian Pero de Oro, um, some Costa Rican, we started adding some of those tobaccos in. So ultimately, Juarez came out of that factory, and a lot more projects of ours will be coming out of that factory. We absolutely nice. love the way they make cigars. We love the, the boutiqueness of their factory, the quality, the consistency out of that factory. And so Mil Diaz was a blend that they, they worked on literally three years ago and have worked on a little bit here and there, and this is the fruition. What's amazing is you have Iradio Pichardo, who is from Cuba, who has the tobacco knowledge, right? So in his mind, he has all this tobacco. He knows how to work with tobacco. Then you have Luciano, who is uh, does many different things in life. But one of the things is he's a sommelier as well. And so he has a very different take on how you taste tobaccos and how they come together. So yeah. and, then, and then you have John Huber, who's been in the industry forever, um, from the old CAO days to Crown Heads, one of the owners. Um, he has his opinion on things, right? So, so as Luciano's helping build his brand, you know, he's saying here we have this Peruvian Pero de Oro, and we don't want it to get over overshined by the uh, by the Habano Ecuador wrapper or the Nicaraguan fillers we're using. Well, let's use a little bit of this Costa Rican, which is a which has a very high salt level and very high salinity, which makes your your palate salivate. And when your palate is salivating, more of your taste buds are open up. And so you're able to really understand the, the Pero de Oro that is in that, in that cigar. And Pero de Oro means gold, golden hairs. And so that tobacco is a rarer tobacco. And um, we're one of the few companies that are using it. And so what you have ultimately is you have a cigar that is built like a, almost like a wine where the, 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 the Costa Rican has having you salivate. The, it really doesn't have much flavor. Pero de Oro has all the flavor. The Nicaraguan gives a little bit of power and strength. And the wrapper comes from their farm. They have uh, a huge farm in Ecuador where they grow Habano in Connecticut, Ecuador. And so it's truly a, a unique cigar in that sense. Uh, 20 yeah. boxes and it'll start shipping everybody next month. So everyone out there, look out for Mildias, man. I'm going to have to get some then. I, I'm going to call here, – Here's when we're done here, I think I'm going to call Ed Trevino, and I want to hear him give that exact same explanation. With the same <laughs> 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 
Ed, Ed, Ed is a Ed is an old friend of mine from back in the yeah. day. We're, he joined CAO probably the last couple of years. We were all there, and um, it's a it's a joy to have him part of the company because he is part of that old guard, and yeah. we have a lot of love and respect for him. You know this industry. This industry is like family, man. And and when oh, you're yeah. able to work with people that that you've worked with throughout the years, it's always exciting. You know. Yeah, no, that's super exciting. Now, Martina Maya gets on here. So speaking of Wizard of Oz, Miguel, explain the idea behind the name Crown Heads mm. for anyone who doesn't know. Great question, Martin. So Crown Heads, the name came about, uh, John, as CAO was winding down and CAO was going to be moved from Nashville to Richmond, Virginia, John and Mike both were um, combined 60 years in this business. And uh, they were offered to come work for General to head up Crown Heads. And they decided they didn't want to do it. They want to stay in Nashville. So eventually Ricky Rodriguez from their team took over CAO. He's done a great job with it. Um, but John and Mike, you know, they were looking for a name. What, what, you know, how do you come up with a name? How do you find a name, right? CAO were the initials of the founder, John O'Osgener. And so one day John is watching the Wizard of Oz. And, and there's a scene where it's one of those box cars. And it says the crowned heads of Europe on it. And he said crown heads. And so crown heads stuck. And that is uh, how crown heads got their name because of the Wizard of Oz. Bunch of creepy monkeys and a dead guy hanging in the back. And yeah, uh, yeah. Golden yeah. yellow brick road, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so which one are you? Are you the lion, the tin man, the scarecrow? <laughs> I'm one of the munchkins. <laughs> we represent a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I represent the cigars, so I. You're welcome, Brandon. <laughs> if you are right now listening to this, if you are not watching it on YouTube, you're catching the replay on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're catching the replay. You gotta I, go I watch it now. You, go back to this exact moment, even if you don't watch the whole thing. We know that twenty five minutes, twenty five minutes. We watch ten to twenty minutes. This is the section you want to go back and see. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, was freaking great. I had uh, it. Miguel has has uh, Miguel has a Spanish pronunciation down. Any Hispanic heritage? Yes, yes. So my mother is full blooded Mexicana. My father is German. So my first name is Miguel. My last name Shodel. It rhymes. Miguel Shodel. I'm Mexican German. I grew up in. Uh, I was born in Chicago, but the truth is. Um, I grew up in Cincinnati. I'm an, I'm an Ohioan. I grew up in Cincinnati. That's where uh, I learned everything that I know. And up to two years ago when I moved down to South Florida here, uh, I'm a Cincinnati. And so, and then in Cincinnati, if you know anything about Cincinnati, Cincinnati is a German city. It's very influenced by German architecture, the heritage, the culture. It's the second largest uh, Oktoberfest outside of Munich, Germany, believe uh -huh. it or not. Yep. And, um, and so even the Mexicans in Cincinnati are German. So that tells you everything you need to know. But I yeah, cool. yeah, man, yeah, man. So yeah, yeah, I got I pronounced the you know Nicaragua. Yeah, it is what it is. You know what I mean. You could say anything, but it's all. <laughs> That's how it goes. I'm I'm a Heinz fifty seven mutt white boy. So when I try and pronounce it, just doesn't work. Even though I took ah, fly three years of Spanish in high school. Man, this is gonna be like gold for everybody watching this on the playback. First, I'm a little munchkin, and now I'm swatting flies. See what happens. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to go down a rabbit hole for a second. I, I removed the walls of the studio because we sold the house. And so I demoed the studio walls last night. And now flies are coming in since I'm in the garage. And it's like, geez, I missed the studio walls already. Tim, but, the Lord of the Flies. Uh, That's right. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just don't make me piggy and throw a rock on me. 
<laughs> yeah, usually I'm the one screwing everything up, man. I'm I know, right? <laughs> You're welcome. I, I'm trying to balance it out. Just trying to help you out, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, Miguel, I'm like I'm like such like your quintessential white guy. I'm like it's Nicaragua, it's a uh, puro. And then you know, you guys come roll like uh, uh, Jack Tarano, and I still can't pronounce Murcielago right, but the way he says it, and then I try to repeat it, and I sound like it's a freaking Italian or something. I'm like, Murcielago, you know? <laughs> it's like, no, that's not it. <laughs> yeah. That's part of the fun, you know what I mean? Look, look, and, yeah. and look, I, I, Wes Thornton, who's our rep down in the Mid-Atlantic, I mean, Wes is a guy who, you know, he's a good old country boy from South yeah. Georgia, you know what I mean? So he's not rolling his R's on nothing, you know what I mean? No. No, no, not at all. This year, this year crown heads. <laughs> yeah. He's got the long, long a draw. Nicaragua. And uh, <laughs> listen, listen, I when I was at um, when I worked for Torano for years, I worked for them for five years. We had a VP from uh, Australia. His name was um, uh, oh, shoot, Crocodile Dundee. I, I forget, but anyways, he's <laughs> from Australia, so he had a thick accent, and he couldn't say Cuba. He'd say Cuba. <laughs> Our Why do they pronounce our A's with an R? Why do our, they do that? Our 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 seeds car come from Kerber. Kerber. And, and now so, light. Uh oh, yeah, it got dark. It's getting romantic over there, you guys. Ooh, set the lighting. Man, this you are I'm a hot mess. This is fun. You know, Miguel, normally it's me. So like half the time I had like I've had throughout the, the course of us creating this show, I've had Wi-Fi issues. Uh, I think our first one, I had to go off of my phone because it was just so jacked up. And another one, like somebody hit the pole out front and knocked out my Wi-Fi completely. <laughs> and then like a few, like a month later, my router goes out. So I lost Wi-Fi. I'm trying to like steal my neighbor's Wi-Fi. And it was, and now it gets to be Tim. I'm and having issues too. I plugged into the wall for my laptop and it's not, and it's not working. So I got to figure that out before we go too long. Oh, there you <laughs> go. I'm going to turn on the other lights. Excuse me. Cause clearly that one doesn't want to work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> although although is not seeing me isn't really missing much so it's okay no actually you look all, you look a lot better now <laughs> <laughs> he's like uh developing photos in that dark room there yeah 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 <laughs> no i think it's great so like going back to the show that you guys did i remember it was we you know we talked about it and people there was a little bit of confusion because i know that some uh what was it tatuaje did a road show where they've got the big old bus and they traveled all across the country and then, so I was actually, my first vision was there was going to be this big tour bus and all you guys were going to be just like hanging out and drinking on the bus and heading from city to city, right? This, it's going to say Crown Heads and Rock Patel and like all these different company names on the side of this thing advertising tobacco across the country. And then well, there's no bus. Well, here's, here's uh, so Rocky, uh, his team named it. They named it the Traveling Roadshow, which is even more confusing is that we at Crown Heads, we don't call our cigar events cigar events. We call them roadshows. So Great. our our big accounts were like, are you bringing an event? Like, what are you guys doing? So uh, next year, we'll have to rename it. Yeah, it'd have to be a little bit different because it was it was a little confusing. But I, I, I love the idea, though. I mean, I think it was oh, great yeah. because, I mean, listen, everybody's doing the Zoom meetings. Everybody's doing that stuff. And it has its place, and it's great. But I think for the just one, to see four companies unify – uh, to create a mini trade show and bring it to the bring it to the retailers, I think that's really cool because we need more unification in this in this industry, um, especially as we're fighting things like FDA, we're fighting locals and state legislation. I mean, they're talking about banning flavored cigars out here in Arizona. Oh, meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile there's all these cities being sued over it, and Arizona still says, "Well, I think that's a good idea. Let's go ahead and 
yeah. shoot these flavors down. You know, it's like, what's wrong with you guys? Yeah, learn from California. Learn everything we do just means we've done it wrong and just do the opposite of California. Everybody will be happy if you do the opposite of California. And yeah, like the problem, is, the, the problem is all the California dum dums are moving out here and they're bringing their laws with them. Going, I hate what California was, and I didn't like spending you know seven dollars a gallon for gas and you know fifty dollars for a basic cigar. And uh, let's carry the laws out here. Yeah, yeah, right. Because yeah. it wasn't the policies; it was the shop or the gas station, right? It wasn't yeah, yeah. the policies that they enacted. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, no, never. The trade show, um, you know, for us, it was again, it was just, it was about trying to connect with retailers physically, um, seeing each other, giving a cigar to them, smoking together. It was really, it turned out to be really nice. And um, look, I mean, it was, it was it was crazy because you know, obviously, leading up to it, there were certain things that happened where we had to change maybe a venue here or there, or we had, or I couldn't I couldn't personally go to a couple of the states because they didn't want people that had Florida IDs in their state. So, mm -hmm. but at the end, it worked out great. I mean, you have Oliva Cigars, who is a mega company owned by Jay Cortez. Yeah. They are a mega producer of cigars in the industry. Yeah. Then you have Rocky, who. I mean, Rocky has a cigar bars. He has he has flavored cigars. He has premium cigars. He has to say he's been in the industry a long time. Forever. The, guy, the guy has a quarter century. I mean, 25 years in his business, a guy who started in the business with nothing in the business, no lineage, yep. no heritage, and has truly become a success story in his business. Yep. And then you have Alec Bradley, who is a is a company that is family owned. You know, his kids are involved. His uh, mm -hmm. uh uh, Alan's father was very involved when his father was alive. And then you have Crown Heads, which is more of the boutique kind of artisanal cigar aspect. So you had four very different companies coming together. And man, it was it was a lot of fun. It felt great. And, um, you know, I just I just, you know, trying to find a solution around this COVID-19 is, is tough right now. And I, and I tell all the brick and mortars, look, um, we love you guys. You guys do the bulk of the business in the, in the industry. And we're just trying to find a way to support you guys and bring a little bit of PCA to you guys. So, look, we're we're 100 behind PCA. Our four companies are big big supporters of PCA. We hope the PCA is back next year. Uh, but this was a way for us to kind of fill that void, and and it was a lot of fun, a lot well, of fun. And you guys have done. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you and Luciano uh, and some other people for we're doing for a while a, a live show whether facebook or youtube uh, lights on i think or keep the lights on yeah lights on. different things to be to be interactive still and still let the consumer know and we've talked a lot about that the last few months here on down to the nub of doing things to still engage with the cigar enthusiasts and there are a lot of manufacturers that are doing things that normally look it's a it's a small family you mentioned it earlier that the cigar industry is not a a large industry because people know people and, and you know there's six degrees of separation but we've talked a lot about having the ability to band together and really show that the manufacturers support the consumers and the brick and mortars through this time and so you know crown heads and you have have done some very strategic and important things to let the brick and mortars and the consumers know that look we're still here and it's not so that you can continue right. buying products from us we're just here so you know we understand that it's different right now but we still want to connect with you and i think it's awesome yeah, you know, we did the lights on show, which we're still doing. We had to take time off because of these trade shows. Right. But it, it's just we're just trying to do whatever we can to support the brick and mortar man, and that's really what it's about for us. Look, every company is different. Um, the brick and mortar is what built Crown Heads, and mm -hmm. so without them, we're nothing. So 
whatever we can do to help support them, bring light to them, um, brighten their day a little bit, whatever it may be. Um, we're using Zoom, we're using Skype, we're using all these different platforms. We're sending out samples to them. We sent out some hats to some of our guys. And then on the flip side, we did the we did the trade show. So is this a way, because look, our industry is an in-person kind of industry, right? It's mm -hmm. a thank you for buying a cigar and let me shake your hand, yep. smoking together, building community together. That's really what our community is based on. And COVID-19 kills that. And so how do we how do we keep that going? Because there will be a time when we're post-COVID. There's gonna be a time. Either it goes away, there's a there's a there's a medicine for whatever it is, we're gonna get back and we need to pick up where we left off. And that's really the name of the game, man. I mean, doing your guys' show, there's so many great shows on. There's another another way for us just to reach out. Look, in the 90s, the this didn't exist. This kind of right. stuff didn't exist. So right. using today's technology, cigar industry has not changed much over the last 120 years, but using today's technology to continue to maintain that relationship, uh, we'd be a fool not to use it, right? So I think our industry has done a really good job at adapting to the world that we're in right now. Yeah, and I think it needs to continue to adapt. I mean, it, it is funny because the industry now, because of COVID, has been forced to adapt when a lot of people and a lot of the brands and manufacturers out there seem like they were just kind of almost... It almost seemed like they were fighting adaptation to what today's market is demanding. I mean, if you're not if you're not on social media, mm -hmm. if you're not out there putting your face in and doing these things, you're gonna just start kind of petering out. Like the, the days of giving cigar aficionado a million dollars uh has gone away. I mean, it, it still yeah. has its place, right? But you know, you can get so much more from just some social media and and being just a likable and lovable and being yourself person mm -hmm. and letting people get exposed to you. And it's, it's formats like this and formats like your show and, you know, this, the social media that allow people to get to be exposed to you. Yeah. And that's what sells the cigars. I mean, I've said it many times, people don't smoke the cigar as much as they smoke the band and there's cigars I love, but I won't smoke them because the guy behind the company is just, in my opinion, not a good person and I don't want to support him. That's that's a big part of how our industry is. I mean, it's just like, yeah. you know, it, it's a lot of other things, you know what I mean? What clothes you buy, what car you buy. There's reasons mm -hmm. why you purchase the things that you purchase or you choose to live where you live. And I think with our industry being so small, you do want to support someone that, you know, appreciates it, that is yeah. doing it because they're passionate about it. Look, uh, John Huber has been in the business since the early 90s. Mike Connor got in the industry in the early 80s. Um, this is their life's work. You know what I mean? This right. is what they do. And so, you know, it's not a fly by night. It's not a, you know, we realize that for my big thing is the culture, the, the culture of cigar smoking. I think it's all of our responsibility to make sure that it's around for our kids and it's around for yep. their kids because the culture is always under attack in today's mm -hmm. world. Yes. Um, and it comes from many different angles, depending on what state you're in. It could come from Democrats. It can come from Republicans. It could come from anti-smoking groups. It could come from all types of people. Right. And so for us, we are our job, all of us here and the people that are watching, our job is to carry that flag. This cigar culture started with the Taino Indians. The tobacco is an American product. It's it's from the Western Hemisphere. It's from Central South America, the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. this, this is our our culture. And yeah. it is our job to make sure that this culture continues to thrive. And 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 I think we've all, I think we've done a hell of a good job from it. You know, from from the boom days of the 90s that I remember to now, it is our job to keep this thing going. And and I and I love being a part of that. 
Yeah, I agree. Now, let me jump in. Michael Wells had a question earlier. He says, what's your go-to Crown Heads lineup that you refer people to the most? And JT responded himself saying the Juarez. But for you, what's your go-to that you refer people to the most? So if you've never smoked a Crown Heads and I meet you at an event or I meet you at a store and you say, yeah, I'm not really familiar with Crown Heads. So the first thing I, I tell people to smoke the original Four Kicks as a gold and red band and as an Ecuador Habano wrapper. That to me is my everyday cigar. It's been my everyday cigar for the last six, seven years. I That is my cigar. And so whenever anyone says to me, I want to try Crown Heads, I always put that cigar in their hand first. Now, if they're a real mild smoker, maybe I'd recommend a Luminosa. But for me, if you give me, for my day, a, a, a Four Kicks original, you mm -hmm. give me a Le Carême, you give me a Jericho Hill, and then now something like the Mil Diaz, those five cigars I could live off of for the rest of my life. So any of those cigars in that, in that run up there would be great. You know, we're very proud to work with Drew Estate, with Don Pepina, my father, Ernesto mm -hmm. Perez Garrillo, and now Tobacco Letter Pichardo. Um, so there's something in our portfolio for everybody. Uh, but we're a big believer in the saying, and it's been said by a lot of different people that, you know, if you make a cigar that everyone likes, you're never going to make a cigar that somebody loves. And, and I tell everyone, we make cigars that people love. We're not trying yeah. to make, you know, we're not trying to make the, the the everyday kind of boring cigar. We really try to do what we do and what we do best. And so if you become a crown head smoker and, and, and our culture and our lifestyle appeals to you, uh, there's something in there any time of the day, any time of the week, any situation you can get on. Yeah. And Michael Wells says, La Carême is bomb. Uh, Anthony says, great advice. And Michael Wells has another question for us here, which he's always great at this, guys. And please, everybody, please keep the comments and the questions coming. Uh, we still got plenty of time here with Miguel, so guys, keep them coming. Uh, says Miguel, do you see the industry continuing to evolve and continue with this new way of getting out there via virtual hearse, etc., once we get back to quote unquote normal, or do you think it will go by the wayside? No, I think it's here to stay. I mean, I've talked to a lot of different manufacturers who have said, look. Um, Zoom has definitely changed the game, right? Right. Uh, things like Zoom, things like Steamyard, things. Um, this is a new way. Look, cigar. A lot of cigar makers don't have the time to get on the road like they used to. So many of them are spending times now at the factory. They're working on things like legislation because they're volunteering their time. Mm -hmm. the, the ability of today to get out and meet some of the big names in the industry is not like it was ten years ago. Ten years ago. All these guys were on the road constantly. You could meet any of them any time of the day. What I love is that today they can maintain their responsibilities of making sure the product is coming in, make sure the product is good, but then can also reach out and, and, and meet people on Zoom and other uh, other platforms like that. I don't see that going away at all. Do I, I see it reduced a little bit. You know mm -hmm. I mean? Not, not all of us are going to be on it as often as we were, but right. I see it as I could tell you as a company. Uh, once we started Zooming back uh, around St. Patty's Day, when things were starting to get shut down, and then March where everything kind of shut down, mm -hmm. we, we have Zoomed every day with my team. And I will tell you, we've become closer. We've uh, become better friends, better coworkers, better workers. And I don't want that to change, right? So we will maintain that. It won't be every day once we get back on the road. Right. Sure. But it'll be a way that we can continue to maintain that connection with our guys. And it will be a way that we can continue to maintain our relationship with consumers out there, right? There's there's so many businesses that don't have a direct connect with with their consumer, um, and this is the way that we can do it, and we can do it on a weekly basis. When you look at the auto industry and they have the big car shows, right? That's once a year that someone right. at let's say Ford can meet a consumer. 
outside of that, they're really just working with their with their dealerships. But on our industry, this is a constant thing. Um, you know, I remember when Twitter came about. If you had a, if you were a big fan of a band, I, I, I'm think of a band. I don't know, um, Aerosmith. Let's say I don't know Aerosmith. If you were a fan of the band, you could maybe write their fan club. You could go to a, a concert. <clears throat> now it's like you can tweet the 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 members of that band directly and right. sometimes get a direct response back. And then cigar industries like that. Uh, I'll use John Huber and Pete Johnson. Those two guys, in my opinion, are rock stars in this industry, right? Yeah. And for you to meet those guys, you, you had to go to an event. You had to, you know, yep. write write a letter or an email. Now you can directly interact with those guys, and not every industry is like that. And so uh, I don't see our industry going back. I see our industry continuing to evolve. But what I love is that cigars do not need to evolve. There's the cigar right. is as perfect as it's going to get. We may come up with new sizes, new blends, new tobacco hybrids, but a cigar is a cigar. So what we need to evolve with is the communication, the relationships, how we do events. Um, it's really amazing. And, and I think we've embraced that. And I think you see a young guard in this industry. Um, mm -hmm. For example, be the Cuevas. You know, he's uh, Luis has a son now involved. His son's mm -hmm. going to have a different uh, grew up very differently than he grew up, very differently than his father grew up, and with technology. And I think the young guard is bringing that uh, yeah. to the industry, and that's a plus, man. I think that's a huge benefit to our industry. Yeah, and it's it's cool when you incorporate the multiple generations and the as you said the the young guard, the new guard coming in is they're they're doing things that are dynamic that keeps their brand current, but they're not changing the business strategies of what's going on. They're sticking true to what their companies were founded on, but yet they're finding new ways to engage with the you know cigar smokers, with the brick and mortars, and to do all those different things. You know, there's the cut and lights, and there's all those different things which are absolutely fantastic and essential for the industry. But when you can get people like Alec Cuevas, you know, who's you know, become a, a good friend of mine. And obviously Brandon knows the family very well. You know, there, there's just a, another personal touch point and personal aspect that wasn't thought of five years ago, even that now is so pervasive in the industry. And even though it's not a physical handshake, being able to converse and engage with the manufacturers that way is something that I think a lot of the newer cigar smokers that are, you know, early twenties and up are are finding attractive to the cigar industry because they can still have that that you know that social media connection that that feeling of wow I, I get to be involved but it's something that 10 years ago the industry would have never thought of doing one because the technology really wasn't there uh, yeah. to do it but it, it's a, a way that these manufacturers are finding new ways to engage with the customers while still remaining true to what their company stands for absolutely and, and it's and talk about what we're trying to do in today's industry is definitely modernize the way, you know, back back in the 80s when the industry was dying, it was completely dying. When you talk to um, uh, Charlie Tarano, who I have a lot of love and respect for, you know, when his father was running Tarano back in the 80s, mm -hmm. his father said, go to college. Um, this industry is going to be dead. It's all old guys smoking in cigars, not even in cigar shops. They were more taking them. And this industry right. is going to die. It's not going to be around. Uh, so, you know, go educate yourself. And then the boom happened in the early 90s and then it changed things. And yep. I, I see today is another way we we've continued to evolve. And now you see women, you see young guys, you see the old guard still smoking. The industry has changed a lot. If you've been around the industry for more than 20, 25 years, you've seen a, com a complete different take on the industry and how it's how it's come about. But 
at the end of the day, the cigar has not changed. The cigars remain the same. And I think that's that's what's incredible about our industry, opposed to other industries out there. Um, it's just a beautiful thing, man. I've been in the business almost 20 years in the industry. Outside of that, probably another 10 years just being in the culture. And I have to tell you that uh, I, I feel I have a lot of confidence in our business and our industry. When I meet a 25-year-old um, a, a young guy or young woman smoking cigars and to see that they are gravitating to the culture and it's really a social culture is what they're what they're gravitating towards. Yep. Um, man, it's a it's a beautiful thing, man. And I think about the guys, the great cigar makers from the 30s and 40s and 50s, they would not recognize our industry, but they would still recognize the cigar. The cigar, they would say, is no different than back then. But the entire atmosphere of our business has completely changed. And I think that's kudos to the younger generation that's continuing to evolve this business, man. Well, I think it's great because, you, you know, I think back in those days, it was definitely, a, you know, it was a gentleman's thing. And it was it was more about the clubs and it was an elitist uh, type thing to, to be a part of. And now it's really become affordable for everybody from everything from your $2 bundle cigars all the way up to your, you know, hundreds of dollars in your high-end cigar because I want to look cool on the golf course. Um, you know, but there's that affordability for everybody now uh, that the people you see, I mean, you see a mechanic sitting next to a, to a high-end attorney, you know, sitting next to a, you know, I mean, everybody that's, you know, a, a line cook, it doesn't matter. Everybody's getting together now and it's affordable for everybody. And people, it seems like everybody's getting to experience that culture, which we need. Cause I think this is one of the last good cultures we have in the U S that brings people together. Yep. As soon as you pick up the leaf, man, there's just there's really no issues. Mm -hmm. And the, and the, yeah, the build off of what you said is that it, this industry in the United States is unique in the sense that you can still buy a two or three dollar cigar. You can still buy, you know, 10, 15 dollar cigar. But when you're in Europe, when you're in Spain or you're in, in uh, England, it's an expensive game. If you're in Canada, your blue collar guy or gal is not necessarily in the culture because it's too expensive. The entry point is very pricey. Or if you go to a, a cigar shop in London, everyone has suits on and the yeah. cigars start at 40, 50 pounds a stick. Um, it is not that same. And when people come to the United States, especially from Europe and, and enjoy cigars, they're blown away that on the, and as you said, there's a lawyer, there's a mechanic, there's a, 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 a principal all in the same lounge, all smoking yep. cigars. That culture is not the same everywhere in the world. Ours is one of the few places that you see that. And it makes me very proud um, to see that, you know, going through the Rust Belt, going through all different parts of the country, you meet so many different people. And what you realize is that um, someone smoking a cigar in a, in a lounge in, in Los Angeles is not that different from a guy smoking a cigar in, uh, in Oklahoma City. You know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, and we all just want to keep this thing alive and, and, and we bond over a cigar. So, yeah. Yeah, JT says it well. He says there's no stigma, no stigmas, religion, race, etc. It doesn't matter, and that's the great thing about it is you can see all these guys. You know, you see a Democrat and a Republican sitting together, and they're talking politics. And yeah, you know what? The discussion may get heated. That's going to happen when you have opposing opinions. But then you see them get up from each other. You know, get up not from each other. That's weird. Uh, but you see them get up from their chairs. You <laughs> know, and yeah. Well, and I'm glad I didn't finish that sentence because it would have made it really weird. But you see them both get up from their uh, respective seats and uh, give each other a hug. And, and they still they, they leave as friends. Yeah. I mean, I've sat in here with uh, Patrick Legreen, you know, and we will have heated debates because we both are on opposite ends. And we have these heated debates, but it's always respected. We let each other finish sentences. 
will ask questions. Hey, where did you get that information? And dude, I've walked out of a heated debate with him and had him go, hey, you know what, dude? There's an issue with my car. Do you mind taking a look at it real quick? Dude, no problem. I'm not like, ah, screw you, dude. You're a piece of crap because you don't agree with me. And yeah, get the car real quick. It, you just get along. I think, I think, I think probably the most heated debate I've ever seen in a, a cigar lounge in my 20 years is, is it's straight cut or, or, or V cut. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> those, that can create some, some, some drama there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I agree with you, man. It's a beautiful thing. And, and, uh, you know, I love meeting cigar smokers, the people that tune into this show. I think it means a lot, you know, that they take time out of their day and they want to learn about the culture. They want to learn about cigars. Um, yeah. It's it's such a unique thing, man. I'm not, we're blessed to be in it, I think. Yep. Yeah. Now, let's go back to Blue Collar Sticks. And what's up, brother? Thanks, man, for joining us again, dude. We appreciate seeing you every week. Steve uh, Miguel, Miguel, any idea when this year's Angel's Anvil will be coming out? Yeah, so this year's Angel Anvil, we did a little different. We named it the Lost Angel this year. We did a little different take on on how the blend is done. And the packaging is beautiful. It's off the wall. Um, it's It's like black on black on black. The cigar is beautiful smoke. It's sitting in an aging room down at Ernesto Perez Carrillo's factory, known as Tabacalera La Alianza. Where we, we believe that um, September or October, we're going to release them. Um, and here's a little inside baseball. You know, depending on what kind of tobacco you use, um, depending on where you're buying that tobacco from, meaning what person grew it and processed mm -hmm. it, different tobaccos need different times of, law, of, of time to sit and rest. So the tobacco that we're using in that cigar needed extra time to rest because of the high water content. So for us, we never rush it. I mean, we have yep. so many other products, we don't have to rush it. So we feel like September, October, as long as the cigar says to us, I'm ready, that's <laughs> what we're going to release. I have to tell you, and that's something that can be very frustrating for retailers or consumers, but if you allow the cigar to decide when it needs to be released and not uh, your your financial or whatever it may be, you let the cigar decide when yeah. it's time to go. Yep. And we think we're probably thinking more September, October is when that cigar is going to be ready to go. And what a great factor. I mean, dude, Ernesto does such a great job down there. I mean, he's a, dude, legend. He's, he's a legend. And you look you look at the 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 accolades that his cigars have gotten over even just the last, you know. Five ten years. I mean, there's number one and number two and number four, number twenty three. I think he got last year. Like, just constantly one after, and it's not the same cigar. It's one after another after another. And the fact that you guys partner with them, just to me, even holds more credibility. I already loved Crown Heads. I mean, before I even met you, I was already smoking them. That single action Lancero is probably my favorite one that you guys do. And of course, you can't find them anymore. Limited edition. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like I, I I need more of those in my life. So I found like four or five boxes at a shop, you know, a couple, like a month and a half ago. I was like, give them, give me all of them. Like, just mm -hmm. give me all the boxes because I know I'm not gonna find it again. Yeah. But you guys have partnered with the the right people uh, to make sure that you're putting out a quality product for your consumers, and I love that. You know, Ernesto was special to us because um, Mike Condor was at General when they acquired La Gloria Cabana. So Mike and, and Ernesto became very close, very tight friends. And so when Mike and John decided to do their own their own company, Crown Heads, look, I, we tell the story all the time. There were about a half dozen factories that said, hey, I've got cigars already rolled. All you got to do is slap a band on it. Other, other factories said, let's make your cigar whatever you want. I'll make it happen. Just tell me what you want it to taste like. Then Ernie reached out and said, Ernie, because er, at this time, Ernie was not um, was not doing a factory to make other people's cigars. He was strictly going to do his own cigars. And yeah. Ernie said, you know what? I, I love you guys. I've known you a long time. 
if you want me to do a cigar for you, I'd, I'd make a cigar for you. And then their, their response was, well, what do you have? And Ernie said, well, I'm not going to, I'll roll it for you, but I'm not going to do anything else. You need to come down here. You need to pick out the tobaccos that you want. Yes. And if I don't have it, then you and I are going to get on a plane and go to Nicaragua and pick out each, each bale together. And that made Mike and John say, you know what? That's the kind of person we want to work with. So they literally went to the Dominican, flew over to Nicaragua, chose bales that they wanted, and blended what is today the original four kicks. Um, that was how they wanted to start the company, and that's how we've we've kind of maintained that relationship. So Ernie is look if if, if Mike and John were a boy band, Ernie would be the third member. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Ernie, Ernie, you know he he takes a very big part in the success of our company, and that's why sixty percent of our product comes from Ernie's factory. Uh, he yeah. joked. He likes to not, you know, kind of poke at us because we don't use Dominican tobacco. And a lot of our cigars are rolled at his factory in the Dominican Republic. But uh, he knows what we like. We're big Nicaraguan fans. So he gets but a dude, lot he of uses, tobacco for us. He uses a lot of Nicaraguan. It's funny because he is a Dominican company, but the majority of his cigars are primarily Nicaraguan tobacco. And, and you look at the, the Cigar of the Year Encore. Uh, that, yeah. was, that was a Nicaraguan filler binder wrapper just happened to be rolled in the Dominican Republic. And he's given right. us perfect. Here's an example. That was cigar of the year, right? He came to us and said, Hey, this wrapper, I love it. Well, I don't have a lot of it, but could you use it on something? And so our new mule kick, which is going to start shipping next week, which is a limited edition four kicks mule kick 2020 has that wrapper on it. And Ooh. so he's a guy who doesn't mind sharing even a tobacco yeah. like that which is very limited and he needs to produce that that encore he's willing to share that with us so it's pretty neat man we have a great relationship with ernie yep and yeah, he's like the drummer in zz top he wasn't <laughs> he was a drummer believe it or not he was a drummer that's what i'm saying he's that's what i'm saying he's like frank beard you know the drummer of zz top like with you got the two the two headlining guys you know on the guitar and then you've got frank beard in the back but without the drums there you go you're not wouldn't make good music you know absolutely so, <laughs> Absolutely. Ernie very much is the rhythm is the rhythm of yeah. our of our band. And we and that's kind of how we crown heads we look at is the band and then each blend is an album and each album has a very different feel to it. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how we explain crown heads. I love it. Tim, so, you want to get this one? Yeah. So Joseph chimes in and says, Miguel, do you see the prices of cigars to go up in price because of the supply and demand from COVID-19? Well, what we've seen with COVID-19 is that we have seen cigar consumption increase tremendously. Mm -hmm. what, we, what we've seen, in all honesty, what we've seen a decrease in is imports. Um, <clears throat> COVID-19 has thrown a wrench into production from Honduras to Nicaragua and probably has the biggest effect in the Dominican because the Dominican is still at 50% capacity of their factories. Yep. And so I don't see prices necessarily going up. Look, tobacco, the price of producing uh, leaf is going up. But I don't see any big changes. You'll see the, the standard increase on cigars as we always do. But I think all of us will always try to find ways to make a good product at a good price. And um, <clears throat> I think what you're going to see is more shortages of some of your favorite brands. Uh, and that'll be hopefully you know rectified after the new year. But we have seen a lot of imports slow down. And it's a little bit tougher to get things out of those countries. On the flip side, here in the United States, we're seeing an increase in consumption. Um, so, look, I, I believe wholeheartedly that everything will balance out after the new year. Now, we've seen a lot of manufacturers come out with, like, the brown paper bag kind of wrapper, you know, since they've had box shortages and things like that. Do you see something like that? 
continuing on because of cost, because of different things that going that route and and making that a permanent change is something you see sticking around? Or do you see that as being a placeholder Band-Aid in the meantime? Because I, I actually kind of really like the look of that paper wrapped, you know, box, if you will, that comes out because it's it's allowing the manufacturers to do something different style wise. You know, they put the sticker on it, they do what they need to so they can brand it appropriately. But what's your take on that? Do you, do you see that sticking around as far as what's gone on the last few months? Well, what we've seen with packaging over the last five years has been pretty difficult. Cedar, Spanish cedar is very tough to come about. So people using other woods, mm -hmm. um, we see people going to the, uh, you know, the, the, the butcher uh, paper. Mm -hmm. Um, I look, I, I think that we have to get creative with packaging, uh, at CAO, there was a point where we used kind of cardboard boxes for the Brazilian, the Italia. I think that's always in play. I think different woods are being really looked at. Um, yeah, I like the look of the butcher paper too, but I can tell you retailers as a whole, not a big fan of it. It's hard to display right. the cigars. Yeah. So I do think you'll see more things like trays where you won't have to produce as many boxes. I think the consumer years and years ago, a consumer wanted the box. He wanted it in a box. Today's right. consumer is very different. Today's consumer is like, give me, give me 25 cigars. I don't give a crap about the box or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and so that's what we see, you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and, and do I see it? I think it'll, I think packaging will get better in the future as we come up with new ideas and new ways to package cigars. But overall, um, again, when you're forced into a shortage of something, I think it just creates an opportunity for people to be creative and to you do unique things that maybe they haven't done before. And I think that's what you've seen. Yeah. Cause yeah, it, it was different. Like you mentioned, I mean, 20 years ago when I was old enough then to buy a box of cigars because well, it was 18 then, but there was a, a stigma and sort of a, a proud showing kind of moment of like, look, I got a box of cigars yeah. and, and being able to show it. I mean, my bachelor party, you know, some of my buddies pitched in and got me a couple boxes of cigars and different things. And it's one of those things where I still have those boxes one, because it was just a, a nice gift, but also being able to just look back at the box and go, Hey, I got, I got a box of cigars, but it's, it is different now where people just go, I don't care what it comes in. As long as it's maintained and taken care of, give me the cigars, but it, it does make it challenging for the brick and mortars. I mean, with their facings and all those kinds of things, it, it definitely changes the look of a humidor when you walk in. And if you've got a bunch of butcher paper wrapped cigars, it's very different presentation wise. And there is a, a different level of, of, of class and prestige, if you will, walking into a humidor that has all the boxes as opposed to having the butcher paper wrapped cigars. Uh, I but agree. It, it is interesting the way things, at least right now, are being presented. Yeah, but yeah. There's, there's, there's also a different thing happening now, too, is that, you know, in the last 20 years, there's been a big shift, too, because people back then, they had their cigar that they smoked all the time, and that was pretty much all they smoked. And I think we're seeing more and more people being open. We're seeing the rise of the boutiques. We're seeing more and more people opening up. He's trying to get that thing to power on. You losing battery power? I am. Oh, shoot. Okay. But I think we're seeing more and more people willing to try, you know, boutique lines. And so we're seeing more sampler packs and we're seeing more yep. people walk into a humidor and they might get 20 or 40 cigars, but they're buying a mix of cigars versus buying a box now. And I think that's been a huge change that we've seen. I still think the box is important for the display. Yeah. Uh, because that's what helps. That's what helps catch the eye and somebody, you know, give your cigar a chance. Right. But with the advent of online uh, purchasing, you know, you're seeing a lot more sample packs, a lot more deals and stuff like that. Um, and then and also in the shops, you're seeing guys walk through with a tray now more than you are walking in, grabbing a box and walking out. 
when, yeah. when I 20 years ago, when I got into business, um, <clears throat> mixed match really wasn't a thing. I don't know why it wasn't, but I remember, I mean, I would go to a, another reps event and it was like, someone's like, well, I want to do a mixed match. Well, you don't get the box discount. You, right. had to buy, you had to buy a box and a CAO right. box, right? I don't know why we did that back then. Even as CAO, <laughs> even as CAO we were like, no, you had to buy an actual box. Yeah. But why? Fast, fast, <laughs> forward, fast forward now, I will tell you, I sell a lot of boxes at events, but very few full boxes. It's usually I'm going to grab three of these, four of those, five of those, six of those. And again, oh. it's another thing our industry has changed. And, and I do think packaging plays less of a part now than it did back then. But I do come from the old John O'Osgoner, the founder of CAO, where whatever you create, it needs to be beautiful. It needs to be presented yeah. correctly. You don't smoke the box. But if you go to a high-end steakhouse and you're paying $50 for a filet and they just throw it on a plate and it just whatever, it's going to taste the same. But but you take a lot of pride in how it's presented. The chef takes pride. The, the waiter yeah. takes pride. So it's laid, the, the laid right on the plate of the sauce mm -hmm. and anything, you know, they wipe it off. And that's how a box of cigars should be. So yeah. I think we're going to get very creative with packaging in the future. But at the end of the day, as long as the cigar is kept as it is, um, I think nothing will change there. Yeah, no, and, I, and I love that, man. I, I love the adaptation and the pe people that are willing to yeah. adapt. Um, I, I think that's so vital. And it is funny because you know, we said it earlier, like some are just hesitant or reluctant to adapt. And you have to. I mean, you've got to look what the modern time is asking for. With even the modern, you know, even when you're looking at the colors you're putting into a box or the yeah. design of a new name, like you've got to look at what's what's popular in the main demographic now, so that you can get that drive for people to even just try it. And you want, you're seeing a lot yeah. more of that. You want people to connect to your brand, and and you can do that many different ways. You can do that through social media. You can do that through advertising. You can do that through packaging. You can do that by naming your cigars. There's, there's many different ways for you to connect. And whichever brand it is, if it's Black Label Trading Company, if it's Cuevas, What Fuente, Padron, Crown Heads, we want you to be able to connect not only with the cigar, but to also connect with what we're putting out. I, I always think of it as like a sports team, right? Um, whatever sports team, they do new swag every year, but they maintain that, that image. They maintain that culture. But you're always trying to get creative with how you present your product and how you present what you create. And, uh, yeah. and, and packaging is important for that. You know what I mean? These Mildias, um, we could have easily just had a white band from the factory that said Mildia sample, right? But we went a little bit nicer on the back. It says sample, you know, sample band or whatever. And so at the end of the day, you want it presented right. And you want to, you want people to experience what you've created. And, and look, yeah. man, that's, that's part of what our industry is. I get excited, man, around trade show year every year when I see these products hitting the stores, shelves, and how it looks on the – I love that. It, it appeals yeah. to the eye, and, and that's the art part of yeah. our industry. There's an art to those packaging right. to the fans, and um, that will always be a part of our business. Yep. Now, Blue Collar Sticks throws up. He says, I love the boxes, and he's kind of laughing about it. So Brandon and Tim will tell you that much. This is Blue Collar Sticks. He took a cigar box, made it modified it and then check this out dude what he did he sent this to me it's an ashtray dude i mean that could, that easily right there could be a cigar box on any shelf in any retail store i mean the way i right. look i mean it's beautiful blue blue collar good for you brother you're an artist yeah. and, and not only that dude let me show you the other thing he did because this guy's amazing so like on here it says the real the real cigar mechanic on that band so it's not just a standard band it says That's the real the feel. Cigar mechanic. The feel yep 
Cecilia. Yep. And then it says hashtag FQI because I, I, I think you're probably aware of the time that QI has been trying to come after me for my name, uh, quality importers. And so we created the hashtag kind of took off of FQI. Uh, <laughs> we, can, we can imagine what that stands for. Uh, you know, friendly quality importers, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, but, you know, did he, he fully modified this thing. It's even got a metal bottom in it so you can function as an ashtray. Then inside of it, he sends me this, dude. Check this out. He knows Cuevas was one of my first band. It was my, one of my first brands. Nice. And so he sent me this thing. It's a cigar rest that looks like a little oh. cigar. Okay. But and then better. check this out, dude. It gets better. Magnetically attached to the bottom, this comes out, and it's a cigar pick. Wow. That can also be used as a as a uh, to break up a plug in the cigar as well. You can jam this sucker down in there. It's thin enough to break up a plug. Or or if you get kidnapped and you're like that guy yeah. that then get out, you know, if you can pull it out, you can pick the lock and get out and save your life. I mean, there's a lot of functions to that thing, man. Yeah, absolutely. you can catch a guy in the artery and the neck. MacGyver, MacGyver, absolutely, brother. But, dude, I mean, even the detail of this thing, man, I mean, he made this is the ash of the cigar, and it's even painted when you take it off the bottom that it still looks like the cigar ash on the bottom, dude. Just... I mean, first of, all, first of all, congrats, man. That guy is a creative son of a gun, man. I think that's incredible. Right. And look, yeah. I, I'm telling you, the, the things that um, that get created in our industry, I'll give you an example. Do you know that little cigar cup that's made out of metal? I think Zycar did it years ago. Yeah. Okay. That was actually created originally by a guy in Michigan. He made one himself, and it was a Zycar rep that saw that and said, what the hell is that? He said, oh, it's, a, it's a cup holder, but it's an ashtray. And Zycar wind up purchasing that from that guy and then creating the one that we know. Some of these ideas come from that's cigar smokers are they take personal, they yeah. get very personal and, and they yep. love the industry. They want the industry to grow and even bring in ideas like that. That's incredible, man. You could see you could sell that in a cigar store. You know what I mean? I, dude, that's you're telling me. You're yep. telling me yeah. this guy should be making these things and selling them like crazy. He sent me two different ones, man. And I, I was just blown away, dude. I was so grateful. And when I opened that thing up and I saw the cigar, the rest and the pick, I was like, oh, bro, you are too much, man. I like just and, genius. And, and he is a genius with what he does with it because it's thinking out of the box to have a, a multi-tool, if you will, for cigars. But he's a giving guy. I mean, we're talking about Steve, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I mean, Steve is a giving guy. He sent he yeah. sent me one for the Pacific Cigar Show, you know, and all those different things. And it's the ashtray, and it's got you know a logo on it. You open it up, it's got another logo, and and he's just a giving guy. And that's what Brandon and I both love about the cigar industry is it is filled with people who are there to support each other. And that's really the mantra of, of down to the nub is it cigar enthusiasts supporting cigar enthusiasts. And, and Steve with blue collar six is absolutely one of those guys where Brandon and I have talked to other people and they're like, Oh, I've got this and I've got that. And we're like, no, but, but look at what, you know, look at what he's doing because yeah. it's different and it's, it's, you know, he's being creative and, you know, ingenuitive. And is that even a word ingenuitive? It is now. It is now. But he's being really, really, uh, you know, forward thinking of ways to collaborate a couple different concepts and, and put them together. And that's why we love and we've talked about blue collar sticks countless times on our shows, whether it's the podcast or the live one here on Sundays, because that's what we love seeing about the cigar industry. And obviously that's an accessory and, you know, manufacturers are doing creative things like that. I mean, you talked about it with you guys and, and, you know, EP Carrillo and collaborating and it, that's just what the cigar community is about. And, and it's not found in really any other industry anymore today. 
Yeah, I think one of the, the great things about our, our industry is that it's it's the consumers are, are good people, right? Uh, and that's what drives our industry. And I will tell you, everything from the 660 uh, craze to the Lancero craze, that's all that's not driven by the by the by the manufacturers. That's been driven by the consumers and then even new cutters. I mean, look, I remember when I got in, I don't ever remember seeing a V cut. I'm not a fan of the V cut, but I never even v, what the hell's a V cut. That yeah. was driven. And then you see uh, you see consumers saying, no, I want more options. I want a deeper V. I want and, yeah. and the answer, the, the people that answer those guys, that, that's incredible. About 10 or 15 years ago, I wrote an article called The Ten Cigar Commandments, and it was published all over the place. But number and the, the first nine were very much about how to carry yourself, how to proper, you know, how to act properly, you know, when you're in a cigar store, buying a cigar or whatever. But number 10, I think, was as a cigar smoker, always have an extra cigar on you because yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, man, I've been on, on a beach on vacation. I'll say to someone, man, your cigar smells really good. And they'll say, Oh, here they're tripping over themselves to give you a cigar. Yep. That, that is our industry as a whole, man. It's crazy. I've been in, in events where I've had big crown heads, guys there buying boxes and a guy will be sitting aside going, eh, I don't really know your brand. And they'll go and spend their own money and go, no, 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 you got to smoke yeah. this crown head. The consumers in our business are dynamite. You know, hey, yep. when you're in town, crash at my place. Or, hey, after you're done tomorrow, before you hit the plane, we're going to barbecue at my – listen, we have the best consumers in the world. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, we're all consumers as well. And, right. and Brandon's a perfect example. I mean, I, I, you know, I was in Arizona. He invited me over to his lounge to smoke cigars in his lounge and hang out at his place. Again, we're lucky. We're blessed to be in the business that we're in. And uh, blessed to be on your show, man. And it's just, it's incredible. And that's why this needs to survive and thrive in the future, man. Yes. And the great, I mean, the, but listen, I mean, Miga, I know I invited you to my lounge. Listen, when I'm in, when I'm in Miami, you're going to invite me over there. I know you're the same type of a person, man. You're going to say, hey, come on over to the factory or, or to the warehouse or come on over here, man. Let's go grab lunch. I mean, that's just, and I, and I think a lot of that's trickled down because I can tell you last year when I went to, to Miami uh, to head down to Dominican with the Cuevas guys, you know, dude, like, they drove all the way up to Fort Lauderdale to pick me up, brought me down there. We went on the plane, da da da. We come back, dude. I ended up having uh, breakfast with, um, you know, with fifteen oh two. You know, Enrique's sitting there. I'm, I'm in his kitchen with a buddy of mine, and he's Enrique's cooking an omelet for us. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then, you know, we're we're hanging out with uh, George Rico, man from Gran Habano. He he's like, I was like, all right, we're gonna go get something to eat. He's like, no, 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 come with me, enjoy my family. Yeah. You know, and that's what it is. He's like, dude, your family. So, and then I remember after the dinner, dude, get this. And this is just what I love about this industry. I'm sitting there with George Rico. We have, you know, dinner with his family, we got drinks. We're having a great time. I mean, his kid, his wife, everybody's there. Right. And we're like, all right, do we got to go get a rental car? He says, no, 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 yeah. you're not getting a rental car. Hands me the keys to his brand new freaking Tahoe. And was like, Hey, I got you, bro. And it's got the little thing for the toll roads. Don't worry about it. Just bring it back. I'm like, can we smoke in there? He's like, don't burn a hole in the seat. But other than that, yeah, bro, it's all you. Bro, the dude gives me his car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The weekend. So, like, it's like these guys all are just amazing. And then I almost missed my flight leaving because of all the weather. And I got Carson Serino saying, hey, bro, if you need us to come get you from the airport and put you in a hotel, we'll do it. Yeah. Like, that's just how this industry is as a whole. And I freaking love it. And as us as consumers, man, we need to pass that on and continue that legacy of what you guys and the example that you guys are setting. And that's, I think, where I think it trickles down. If you guys start becoming super selfish, we're going to see the same thing happen in the industry. Yep. Yeah. 
So yeah. it's a credit to you guys. And, and it's all about hospitality. It, it is truly a, a family atmosphere and a family feel, no matter what level of person in the industry, whether they're working in the industry or whether they're enjoying the benefits of purchasing from the industry. It is a family environment, family feel. And there's there's I've never been in a lounge where you look at somebody and they just finished their cigar and like, well, I was only going to have one. That's all I brought. So maybe I'll go to the humidor and they'll open, you know, you open up your humidor here, try this. If you had it before. No, I haven't. Oh man, that's a great cigar. Yeah. You, you don't get that. You're not sitting at, at a bar in a restaurant and somebody goes, oh, well, I finished my drink. I think I'm going to head out for the night. And somebody goes, oh no, you're, you're going to have another round. That one's on me. You know, it doesn't happen yeah. like it does with the cigar industry. Yeah. And that's, 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 that's what we're, uh, that's why we do what we do, man. You know, it's a great, great amount of people in this business. Yep. Plus cigars are like the ultimate barter tool, man. I mean, it's like, dude, I, I remember I was fishing on the side of the lake recently and you know, the, the guy comes up to me, here comes fishing game. And I didn't have my license. Uh, I had intended on getting one in the morning, but of course with COVID, everything was shut, shut down. Um, but you know, I'm talking to the guy. He's like, Oh, you guys got it right, man. You guys brought this barbecue up here. You got the cover. You guys are all just chilling, smoking cigars. He's like, man, you guys got it right. As soon as he pointed out the cigars, I'm like, you cigar guy. Like, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, might yeah. have my out here, right? Oh, and no. I was like, bro, he's, he's like, no. He's like, I used to. I don't smoke cigars anymore. And, of course, I'm like, damn it. I'm not getting out of this ticket. You know <laughs> you know that if he's a cigar guy, I would have been like, open up my humidor. Grab a couple sticks, bro. No, no. I mean, listen, man, still give me the ticket. I'm just I'm just giving you the cigars. You know, no problem. Yeah. You know, he would have been like, oh, what ticket? You know? like Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the yep. ultimate barter tool too so i always always have cigars too because you just never it changes people's moods it puts a smile on their face they they feel like they're part of something at that moment because yep. they are i agree oh, yeah i mean my my neighbor we were moving everything i said earlier we we're moving everything yesterday and my neighbor across the street was like oh hey i got a buddy who lives in this community and he's got the straps that you can move a refrigerator with and do all those different things to pick it up and lift it he goes let me hit him up and see if he's got them handy and i was like i'll pay him in cigars it doesn't bother me because i know he enjoys cigars and he was like dude come take them that's fine go for it, it, it they're, they're yours and i was like all right I'll, I'll get you taken care of because i'm not even worried about it but i'm still going to take care of them because it's just one of those things that's it, it, it's just the mentality there's really no other way to put it it is the mentality of how we operate we're absolutely brother absolutely. there's online purchasing excuses www.littleguyscigarshop.com use code cm10 well listen dude we love you man and and i i mean i consider you a brother man and i i'm i am so so grateful that you uh took time out of your day and away from your family to be here with us and uh be a part of the show and just you know, share a little bit about what Crown Heads is all about. I mean, you are the face of the company when you're out there, right? I appreciate it, man. You know, we we uh, we love what we do. Um, it's been a it's been a, a whirlwind, you know, in this business. It's been almost 20 years, but it doesn't feel that long at all. And um, Crown Heads, I tell people, hey, check out our website, Crownheads.com. You can check out if you want to follow uh, John Huber, who really is the creator behind Crown Heads. He doesn't get out and travel very often, so. Um, he's uh, on Instagram. It's the crowned heads and you can see all the, the hats and the swag and the cigars and the blends that we're working on. It's just a great way to connect with what we do. And John responds to everybody on there. So uh, again, everybody, we're just, you know, we're proud to be part of the industry and just be a bit of the story of what is the bigger story of cigar culture. And uh, you guys add to that. And, and thank you for having me on the show. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's all your viewers out there, man. Um, 
let's keep the let's keep the industry going. Let's keep it alive. Let's let's write our write our politicians. Tell them to leave their hands off the cigars. Go do other things. We're 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 fine. What we're doing by ourselves. And listen, you mentioned swag, dude. And before we let you go, you guys have got some of the best swag in the oh industry. By the way, I mean the hats. You guys, I, I still don't have a hat, so I, I need to get, get one. one. Yeah, yeah I, I think I could take care of that with you guys. So yeah, we we love doing hats. It's part of the fun of of you know, owning yes, a company yes. is that you get to have fun and design some stuff. We're not really into t-shirts or whatever. We do some ashtrays, we do some lighters, but for us, I'm a hat guy. John Huber's a hat guy. We grew up loving hats. What an excuse to be able to create new hats every year, every month. We're doing new designs. COVID has slowed it down a little bit, but we've got some stuff in the hopper. So the the second half of this year is going to be a lot of good stuff, man. And you, yeah, you're you creative in what you do. I mean, I remember, I think it was you guys that came out one that looked like uh, a U.S. Navy hat. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, Sherry, you know, cigar mom um, had one and she was like, this is the coolest thing. And, you know, we saw him going around. And I was like, that's what's cool about the swag is it's not it's not a traditional hat with, you know, just a, a simple embroidery or, or anything like that on it. it. It's got style. It stands out and it makes people look at it and go, wait, wait, what is that hat? And it's a conversation piece. It's not just a, you know, a simple, you know, tchotchke. It's like and not, yeah, and you're not cheaping out, dude. You're doing flex no. fit hats instead of the, like the little freaking teeny little, you know, like some of the yeah. hats you get from some of the manufacturers snap back, and you expect to have a little whirly spinner on the top because they're like yeah. these little freaking like yarmulkes, you know. You're like, what? What am I going to do with that? Yeah, oh, maybe we should do a yarmulke hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to have a yarmulke that's got the little spinning thing on top, like why not? Um, why not? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we're, we're very blessed to work with the designers and, uh, and the hat makers that we work with. And, and we're very blessed to have uh, New Era do a lot of our hats as well. New Era is the best, best hat maker in the business. So, again, man, it's all about the culture. It's all about it's all about bringing the real, you know, keeping this thing alive and sharing our passion with other people. And just like your favorite team, guys want to wear their favorite cigar brand. So it's really cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, you guys well, are doing a kick-ass job, man. Well, thank you again for for coming on, Miguel. It's it's been a great time hanging out and talking with you and and spending time out of your day to to just engage with people that you know care about crown heads and care about what the product is about and and making quality quality product as you described. I mean, that's that's just what our viewers and our listeners love about you know jumping on and and watching this live or on the playback is they they get down to earth they don't get the the overproduced stuff it's down to earth sitting yep. in a lounge talking hanging out and so thank you for coming on and and just being real and being yourself and educating people on what crown heads is about and what you guys stand for thank you guys so much and uh bless you know blessings to you guys success on what you guys do and uh thank you guys for taking time out of your day to to, to make this show happen so thank you for letting us be a part of it you guys absolutely appreciate thank you. you i love you brother all right we'll catch you soon Dude, that guy, like I'm telling you, like from the day I met him, I'm like, this this dude's gonna be a friend for life because he's just yep. he's one of the coolest characters in this industry. And we're blessed to have so we say it over and over again, because we have so many really cool, really good people yep. that get that we get to have on the show. And and he's just absolutely one of them. Yeah, he, he is. And so it, it's been it's been fun talking to them and, and we're spoiled. I mean, let, let's face it. Obviously you work within the industry. That's what you do. I review. And so, you know, I've got my, you know, a little part in it as well, but, but being able to engage with these people that, 
the consumers would think, how in the world do I get to interact? And obviously Miguel talked about that of, look, send messages, people will engage with you, but being able to talk with them and share time with them over a cigar and just hang out and get to know them is, it's a huge blessing and it's just so much fun to do every single week. It really is. Sorry, I was puffing on my cigar there. No, it really is. And, and I, I just love these guys, man. And yep. And listen, guys, I, I appreciate every one of the listeners that are here, everybody that's, um, you know, guys and gals that are checking out the show, uh, whether it's on the live show, which, by the way, if you're not catching the lives, you're listening to this later, get on our lives. They're every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific time right here on YouTube, yep. uh, youtube.com forward slash uh, down to the nub. You don't want to miss this because this is your opportunity to interact. Um, you know, not a lot of podcasts out there have the interaction. And we wanted to really make sure we gave a platform for you, the listener, to be able to interact with the guests that's on here. Because without you guys, the show is just us talking. And, uh, you know, we, we need your questions. We appreciate your questions because these these are the answers that you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I can't do the lollipop guild munchkin dance for more than like two seconds and it would just be <laughs> pathetic without engagement. So. And if you didn't catch that, again, rewind, go back to the 25 minute mark and you'll see me being a part of the lollipop guild. But if you want to follow us, if you're not already, like Brandon mentioned on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash down to the nub, hit that subscribe button, ring that bell so you know every time we go live so that you can engage with us every week live on Sundays and then our podcast that release Thursdays at 9 a.m. so that you can see what we've got going on when we're not live. Uh, we would love it. And you can follow us on our socials on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at down to the nub. And then we've got our Patreon page if you would like to support uh, what we do here and help cover the cost of it, we would be humbled by that. And it's patreon.com slash down to the nub. And what do we have coming up Thursday? Uh, Thursday, we've actually got a really fun uh, episode where it's Brandon and I, but we bring in Al Roman. Uh, and I believe Melissa is coming on as well. We're actually going to be shooting that in just a second here. But we are going to be announcing our part of our weekly contest for the Collective Smoke. So stay tuned for that episode releasing this Thursday uh, on YouTube as well as our podcast platforms because we're going to announce how you can win some uh, some down-to-the-nub swag and some cool stuff from us and the people that we've partnered with in the Collective Smoke are awesome. I mean, the, uh, the Good Cigar, uh, the Straight Cut, we've got the Cigar Pulpit, we've got My Monthly Cigars, we've got Martina Cigars, a bunch of really, really cool industry people. And, uh, and so this Thursday's podcast, make sure you're watching for that so you know how to enter because our winner will be announced on the following week's episode of the straight cut with um aaron and mark and they're two great guys and have a great podcast so stay tuned for that this thursday yeah buddy all right brother well man this has been a great show and i just as always i just i love our guests and and everything that we get to do here so oh, yeah uh and and i love everybody that supports us so guys thank you everybody again for taking time out of your day to be here with us um, it's very, very valuable to us. Yep. It doesn't go unnoticed, and we love every single one of you guys for your support. Yep. That's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of Down to the Nub Live, and uh, we will catch you guys next time. See ya.